0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Wednesday the 21st of June 2023. I'm Jane Kapner from the AIB Corporate Treasure Desk and I'm joined this week by AIB Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss recent market events in particular, the evolving interest rate outlook and to discuss the knock-on impacts we're seeing on foreign exchange rates. John, you might look back to last week where both the ECB and the Fed had their central bank meetings, and it was the Fed up first.
1: That's correct, yes, Uh, Fed up first. Now, uh, no huge surprises in terms of their decision. Uh, They left rates uh, unchanged, as expected, in a target range of 5 to 5.25%. But they did indicate that July is a live meeting. Uh, So this is the first pause from the Fed, but you could describe it as, as a hawkish pause. So hawkish means in terms of there's still a bias there. Uh, to increase uh, interest rates further. So they made specific reference uh, to the July uh, being a live meeting. Now, we also got uh, interest, uh, updated uh, interest rate projections from the Fed in the June meeting. So these are known as the uh, dot plots. So the market was paying a lot of attention to this because the last dot plot we got was in march uh, and that indicated that the uh, majority view within the fomc the committee for the us federal reserve uh, was for rates to peak at the levels they're currently at uh, so interestingly uh, the dot plot was revived higher by 50 basis points so the medium projection in the dot plot now is 5.5 to 5.75 uh, percent so that suggests that uh, there is the potential, at least what the Fed is saying, uh, for rates to go up another 50 basis points uh, from their current levels. Now, where the market is, uh, is not quite as hawkish as that. market is pricing in the possibility uh, of another rate hike uh, from the Fed at its July 26th meeting, but it sees that uh, as being the peak, and, and that seems a reasonable expectation uh, of that, that, uh, that the Fed may go once more. So overall, in terms of when you look at US rates, we're close to the peak, uh, but the potential for one more increase uh, is what the market's pricing in over the summer.
0: So the Fed are guiding 5.5 to 5.75, but the market expectations, are they aligned with that?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's what's saying there. The market expectations are, are probably 25 base points lower, uh, 5.25 to 5.5.
0: Great. Then it was on to the ECB, John, and as expected, the ECB hike by 25 basis points, um, bringing the deposit rate to 3.5%, also with a hawkish outlook.
1: Yes, very much so. So they've now done 400 basis points uh, of tightening in, in their current uh, interest rate uh, hiking cycle. So it was the second straight meeting of uh, 25 basis points uh, hike, uh, but the statement uh, was quite uh, blunt, uh, noting that inflation, while falling, Uh, is still projected to remain uh, too high for too long. And indeed, uh, in the press conference, President Lagarde indicated uh, that the ECB has more ground to cover uh, in its policy tightening. uh, And she added that further increases uh, are likely, uh, including at its next meeting uh, in July. And, you know, it was interesting in its updated uh, macro projections uh, that the core inflation rate, which is the key rate that the ECB is paying close attention to, uh, they revised their projections higher for twenty twenty three uh, and twenty twenty four. So they're very much focused on that core inflation rate, uh, and that further validates uh, the view within the F one or within the uh, ECB Governing Council uh, that more increase increases uh, are needed. So if you look at what's priced in by the market now, uh, the market's close to pricing in two further twenty five base points increases uh, over the next couple of months. Uh, so that would see rates. Uh, peaking close to four percent and when you look further out interestingly the market has around 75 base points uh, of cuts priced in for next year uh, and about 50 roughly 25 to 50 base points anticipated for 2025 but uh, our view would be that uh, rates may be slower to be cut uh, at the pace that the market currently envisages given the key focus in the ecb uh, on that core rate Uh, and you know the big question for everyone is really how sticky does that core inflation rate prove to be?
0: Okay. I suppose keeping on the theme of central banks, John, moving on, the main highlight this week, of course, then would be the Bank of England with CPI out uh, later today. And this could generate some event risk.
1: Yeah. So because uh, the focus is, uh, you know, in the lead up to tomorrow's uh, Bank of England meeting is obviously uh, on today's CPI number. Uh, So You know, the key point to to bear in mind is that the Bank of England will have this in its policy deliberations, although it's probably not likely to be a game changer Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what it does. Uh, But just what's expected from the CPI, you know, headline inflation uh, is expected uh, to come back down but core inflation. Uh, is uh, anticipated to remain unchanged at 6.8 percent so like elsewhere it's that core inflation rate that uh, all the major central banks are focused at the moment because generally speaking headline inflation has been falling uh, as those energy prices uh, big falls compared to this time last year uh, come out of the equation along with the base effects uh, in terms of the calculation there so the focus is really on uh, that core rate. So there'll be uh, some degree of tension on that number today, but I don't think it's going to be a game changer uh, in terms of the Bank of England decision tomorrow. Uh, and if you look at what the market's expecting and given the communications we've seen from the Bank of England, you know, 25 base points is, is being penciled in uh, at the moment. So that would see uh, the bank rate uh, end Q2 at 4.75% from its current level of 4.5%.
0: And the, the outlook has hardened as well across the UK, hasn't it? Yeah, that was
1: interesting what we've seen in the last kind of seven to ten days. Uh, we got uh, uh, higher than expected uh, underlying wage data out, out of the UK economy recently. And that led to a uh, very noticeable mark, market, or marked uh, tightening, or hardening, should I say, in, in UK rate expectations. So if you look at where we now are now the markets anticipating that the bank rate uh, could peak somewhere in around five point seven five to six percent, uh, potentially uh, on that. Now that will all depend, you know, on that evolution uh, of you know what sort of underlying wage pressures there are in the UK economy, uh, as well as what's the trajectory of that core inflation rate. Uh, so one thing that we'll be paying close attention to in this week's Bank of England meeting is whether the Bank of England tries to. Uh, Communicate to the market that it's too too hawkish uh, on its rate pricing at the moment, given that it's you know getting close to six percent in terms of market rate expectations. Uh, so the Bank of England has previously, you know, reference market expectations as been uh, too hawkish. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if they do that this week. So if that wasn't to happen from the Bank of England. Uh, then, uh, you know, that would suggest that the bank is happy where the market's pricing the bank rate to go, although it, it back, markets probably maybe too high in the peak at the moment, mm-hmm. having it close to 6%, uh, because if you look at the current level we're at, uh, 4.5 uh, and 25 base points next week, that would be at least another 100 to 125 mm-hmm. base points of tightening over the next couple of months. So that may be overly aggressive, uh, but we look to see, uh, there's no press conference from the Bank of England this week, uh, but we look to see in terms of the meeting statement and also any uh, speakers in the aftermath over the next couple of days uh, from the MPC uh, as to what they say regarding where the markets pricing the bank rate going at the moment.
0: So, John, in summary, then
1: our projections for the peaks or terminal rates um, across the
0: majors, then taken from what you've just said, is. The ECB peaking around four percent Septemberish and on hold then to a quarter. Yeah, to that's what's 24. currently priced in by the market, yes. Yeah. Um, and then the Bank of England peaking at five seventy five by year end and on hold thereafter. Yes. And the Fed peaking at five and a half percent over the summer and on hold then to quarter one twenty four anyway. Yeah,
1: so that's been an interesting change because we would have talked in previous podcasts how the market was anticipating. Uh, rate cuts from the US Federal Reserve before the end of the year, uh, that's no longer really priced in there. The market's pushed that out to the first half of next year and the first quarter. So what the market is now is it sees rates uh, going slightly higher in the US, uh, some bit higher in the Eurozone and a good deal higher in the UK uh, in the second half of this year. Uh, so what you would say is since our last podcast, uh, we've seen a marked firming in, in U.K. rate expectations, uh, some firming in U.S. Uh, and Eurozone expectations as well.
0: is just always turning, isn't it, really, with the focus, such a focus on, 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 on the inflation figures. Moving on to the currencies, then, uh, John Cable has traded at the high for the year in the last week. You were starting at the low for the year, while the dollar gave up some 2% against both the sterling and the euro. What's your outlook?
1: Yeah, well, if you look at the backdrop to that, uh, you know, it's back to interest rate differentials, mm. and obviously we talked there and discussed, uh, you know, UK, you know, a clear, firm in UK rate expectations, uh, and that had a, a definitive impact uh, on sterling and gave it some 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 go forward momentum, as you referenced there. You know, euro sterling went below eighty six p, whilst it was very noticeable uh, in terms of cable that sterling against the dollar. Uh, you know traded back above that that 128 level at last towards the end of last week having started last week below 125 because there was a little bit of of dollar softness too uh, and what we did see post the ECB meeting uh was the euro make some gains as well uh, given the contrasting uh communications uh from the ECB being much more hawkish uh and whilst uh, the Fed indicated uh, another uh you know potential for a rate hike in July the market's obviously looking at a greater degree of rate increases uh, coming from uh, the ECB. So we saw uh, Euro Sterling trade back above that that one o nine level, uh, and you know our outlook would be that uh, as we move from here into the second half of the year, uh, you know that Euro Dollar rate uh, close to one o nine at the moment uh, starts to push up above that one ten level, getting close to to one eleven and maybe up towards one thirteen into the end of the year. Uh, now, what would be driving that would be if the Fed hiked in July, uh, but then went on hold into the end of the year, once the ECB uh, continued to increase uh, interest rates. And another factor to bear in mind there then is that there is a key risk to the U.S. economy uh, around the potential for a credit crunch from regional banks, which are you know key sources of, of credit uh, to uh, you know to local businesses. In those uh, regions in the U.S., uh, so you could see a much, uh, uh, you know, challenging economic outlook uh, for the U.S. economy towards the end of the year. So those two things combined uh, could help that euro-dollar rate uh, move up towards one eleven, uh, get towards one thirteen into the end of the year.
0: John, has a bit of a noise come out of that? The regional credit concerns that we had, the, yeah, well, we it's, were it's, making it's, a lot of noise about yeah, that in the last couple of weeks. It's it's, it's it's
1: quite down in terms of news flow we haven't seen mm. in the last couple of weeks. Any new banks Mm. come into difficulty, uh, but uh, we would still uh, caution that there's still a lot of risk there around that. But also the fact that you are starting to see, in terms of those credit reports coming through, in terms of loan officer service, which measures credit conditions, in the U.S. show definitive tightening in in credit conditions. Uh, So U.S. businesses are finding harder to access credit uh, from those regional banks. Uh, So that could have a major impact uh, on the economic outlook for the U.S. economy and a major headwind for that. So whilst uh, you know, there's been less headlines around it at the moment, on the ground uh, there has been a, a clear tightening in credit conditions.
0: Yeah, I mean, your dollar was only here a few weeks ago, wasn't it, before interest rate outlook and the credit crunch brought it down to the levels that we saw. Yeah, and we, had, and we had the debt
1: ceiling too, so yeah. there's a lot of risk aversion which tends to be supportive of the dollar. So if you think, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of this year, you know we got back up towards 110 uh, and then we started uh, to, to drift back lower uh, below that. And then all of a sudden last week, you know, we started last week, uh, you know, close to 107. And we finished the week, uh, you know, close to 110, 1097 uh, was the high from last week. So, you know, it's it just shows how, you know, that shift in rate expectations and in market sentiment uh, can move uh, the mm-hmm. currencies.
0: Yeah, that interest rate gap or differentials and the outlook for that still continuing then to um drive how those currency pairs are performing just a quick question then that we had from a customer outlook for euro yen john
1: well what we saw last week was uh, in contrast to the fed and the ecb which still retain a, a hawkish bias uh, was the bank of japan uh, continued to uh, pursue its uh, and and uh, you know emphasize its its dovish credentials so we saw the yen weaken by three and a half to four percent against a raft of currencies last week uh, so in terms of our outlook, if you think where we're trading at the moment, uh, we're in that 154 to 155 range in terms of euro yen. And our bias would be for, for the euro to continue uh, to make gains against the yen from here out to the end of the year because of that very much contrasting uh central bank policy. And, and then, uh, in other words, those interest rate differentials. Uh, so you look to see push above that 160 level as we move to Q4.
0: Okay, um, just to finish it up then very quickly, John, a few quick fire questions uh, on the currencies. And you kind of alluded to this actually earlier on, euro dollar sustained break above 110 of the cards, yes or no? Uh,
1: yes, that would be your view over the second half of the year.
0: And then euro starting on the last podcast, I'd actually asked on a scale of one to 10, the chances of a breaking 90p, and you call that right from where we are now. This time on a scale of one to 10, the chances of the pair breaking 84p.
1: Uh, it wouldn't be our base case so lower than 5 so it's 3 or 4 on scale of 1 to 10 okay. uh, so the sterling does have some momentum at the moment but at the same time it still is a, a challenging outlook for the uk economy so our bias would still be some gradual uplift in euro sterling but at the moment sterling does have that momentum
0: sure and then on the central banks and looking to fed funds the quarter and the year they will cut rates
1: uh so in terms of where we are at the moment uh well, we think rates probably will be cut in 2024, uh, and in terms of where the market is, the market is expecting it uh, across the board uh, in uh, you know either Q1 or Q2. Uh, what we think is that market, especially from an ECB perspective. Uh, might not get the level uh, of rate cuts expected next year uh, as is currently priced in. So you're looking at the first half of the year. Uh, Central banks might be cautious uh, in terms of the timing to cut rates, Uh, so you could say Q2.
0: And Very lastly, Bank of England, is there a chance it might peak higher
1: than 5.75? Uh, Yes, there is a chance, yes, but it's not our base case.
0: Okay, John, many thanks for the always comprehensive update and a big thanks indeed to all our listeners for joining us on our podcast. If you have any questions you would like raised next time, drop me a line. And of course, as always, to stay up to date with the latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you again next time. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks' PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC.